Welcome to the Sermon Podcast at Bethel. We're a covenant church located in western Wisconsin, and you can find out more information about us at BethelCov.org. My name is Todd Speaker. I'm the pastor here, and I want to thank you for listening. All right. Today, um, we are looking at Hebrews chapter 11. So if you'd open your Bibles, and I encourage you uh, to go ahead and use the Pew Bible or to, to get it uh, pulled up if you have the, there's some really great Bible smartphone apps, the version Bible app's awesome. If you have your personal Bible with you, and normally you're like, ah, I don't know, I don't usually turn, I just like listen, or maybe it's going to be on the screen. It's not going to be on the screen, it's long. Um, <clears throat> and so I encourage you uh, to turn to Hebrews 11. Uh, because when, uh, when we go through it aloud, we'll, we'll go through it quickly, and you'll be like, whoa, what's going on? So uh, we'll, be, we'll be ready uh, with that. Um, so today, uh, as, we, as we continue in worship, as we open our, our Bibles together, um, uh, we're looking at, yeah, the book of, the book of Hebrews. Now, Hebrews uh, is a letter uh, written to a group of Christians, um, and they're living at at kind of the beginning of what looks like is going to be a difficult time uh, for them. If you read Hebrews there, it's full of um, encouragements to uh, hold on tight. And it's sort of, as you read it, you can tell uh, that whatever it was that the the author inspired by the Holy Spirit is is preparing these people for, they're, they're preparing them for something. Uh, something doesn't look look good, and there's lots of different like historians can can guess uh, maybe what was going on, but it was uh, a very uncertain time. And so Hebrews is written to this group of of new new Christians because in the early church all Christians were new Christians. Um, they're living at the beginning of this uncertain time, and so you can assume that these are folks that um, uh, gave up an old life to follow Jesus in in a new way, uh, and and you can assume we can guess that. It seemed like it was getting uh, more difficult to follow Jesus in the world they were living in. Uh, it is written to people that maybe, maybe were wondering if they uh, still wanted to be doing this whole Jesus thing, uh, or if it'd be better to go back and do something else. And so um, <clears throat> today, uh, as we as we um, read Hebrews together, and as we remember um, the people that we lost, remember the people that read Hebrews for the first time, uh, were anticipating loss, anticipating struggle. Um, <clears throat> and so they were, they were kind of getting ready. It's, it's kind of this, this one big speech. And so we'll, we'll read chapter 11 in a minute. Uh, but uh, before we do, um, it seems to me that we, um, you know, today we're kind of counting, uh, counting our losses in a way. Uh, maybe you're here um, remembering someone whose picture is there on the table um, maybe it's, it's heavy in your heart. Maybe it's not on the table, but that loss is still hurting, whatever you're writing on your, uh, your puzzle piece. Um, or maybe you're here uh, to, to mourn someone else's loss. Um, but whenever we lose something, whenever things um, are hard, um, we're looking, we look for a story to make sense out of it. You know, maybe this happened um, for this reason. You know, in, in the last couple of years, um, we've all uh, experienced a lot of loss, um, some of us have lost people. Some of us have strained relationships from the last two crazy years. Um, some of us have lost a, a sense of stability 
and predictable rhythms in our life, uh, consistency. Some of us are mourning a, a loss of normalcy and ease about life. Um, some people um, uh, have lost their optimism about the future. Um, well, it, it's, it's helpful to us because the people that, that read Hebrews the first time, um, they were facing losses just like this. Um, they were facing a very uncertain future and, and a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of loss. And <clears throat> the author of Hebrews, inspired by the Holy Spirit, um, has a word for them in, in all of Hebrews, uh, a word for people uh, who have lost something recently and are unsure about how God is going to put those pieces back together. And I think the word in Hebrews that we're going to read uh, for them is very much a word for, for us today. Um, I think it's a word for this church and this community after, <clears throat> you know, this month at Bethel, we're celebrating 141 years of, of ministry as, as this church is saying, Lord, you know, what, uh, what's next? How do we be your church in, in the world that we live in? Um, I think it's, it's a word to us. And this passage is long, and so like I said, we're going to go through it uh, quickly. But as I read through it this week, I didn't want to cut anything out. I wanted to make sure we all, all heard it. And so uh, Hebrews 11, uh, and maybe, um, you know, you've got your, your pen out. I'm one that really likes to write uh, in, in my Bible to remind me of things. Um, this is a good one for that, uh, because I think God wants to give us a, a bigger picture. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on. So Hebrews 11, um, <clears throat> sometimes in, in Bible books, they call it the Hall of Faith. Uh, it's a list of people, a list of people who are, are sort of are, are Bible famous. Most of them are Old Testament uh, famous. Um, and it's just a list of people and uh, a small act of faith and what God uh, did with that. It, it's kind of like uh, its own uh, puzzle about what God is doing in the Old Testament. And the author of Hebrews is trying to say um, all the little things that these people did, God is the one that, that brings them together. And so there's two things to remember, two things to note as we, as we read through this together. Um, first, uh, the men and women uh, mentioned on this list are not uh, perfect examples of godly people. Um, uh, believe it or not, as you go through the heroes of the Old Testament, I think I have a slide for this, Patrick, um, and maybe I, I've failed to get it up there, but the men and women uh, that we're about to read their names, they are not um, perfect examples of godly people. In fact, there's a lot of... of failure in this list. A lot of troubled people in this list. Um, by our standards uh, today in 2021, uh, but even by the Bible standards uh, and even by the standards of their own time, the people on this list, um, uh, they deserve uh, to be like canceled, like honestly, right? They're, they are not perfect. They have not lived up to God's standards. They didn't live up to the standards of their time. Uh, most often, uh, most of the people on this list did things that were inexcusable. They let others down. They failed and sinned in, in big ways. Um, but God holds on to them anyway. So that's the first, the first thing I want you to remember. And I think it'll, it'll get up there eventually. Um, <clears throat> the second thing I want you to remember, and, and Hebrews mentions this, not a single person on this list um, Every person on this list was building towards something bigger than themselves, and not a single person on this list achieved whatever that great goal that they had was. Uh, not a single person on this list arrived. Uh, not a single person on this list at the end of their life got to say, I did it. 
The problem is solved. I made it happen. Uh, so first of all, uh, the, the people on this list, they're not perfect examples of godly people. And two, every single one of their stories and acts of faith, it ends incomplete, uh, unfinished. None of them got to see what their work was, was building towards. All right, so, so here we go. Hebrews 11, uh, verse 1. Uh, get ready. So, so this one you've heard all the time. This is a great calendar Bible verse. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Uh, the author says, faith is confidence in our hopes and assurance about things that we, we, don't, we don't see. And so he goes on to explain what this is. He says, this is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And then we get into people. He says, by faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he's dead. If you know the story of Abel, the only thing we know about Abel is that his brother murdered him. But at, at one point, at some point, the author of Hebrews says, uh, uh, faith is what sustains Abel's life. It continues with another uh, Old Testament Old Testament person. By faith, Enoch was taken from his life so that he did not experience death. It says, he could not be found because God had taken him away, for before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. By faith, Enoch uh, pleased God, and he was taken from earth um, in the Old Testament. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. I like this, it's really basic. Obviously, you can't uh, please God without believing in him, is what the author of Hebrews says. Um, Anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Uh, it goes on to Noah, and if you know about Noah, Noah was not a perfect uh, example of good things. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not seen, warned about a flood he hadn't seen, in holy fear, he built an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Noah built a boat at God's command so that he could live. Uh, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place uh, he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and went. Even though he didn't know where he was going, by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him on the same promise. Uh, uh, for he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. If you know the story of Abraham... God said, I choose you, I'm going to bring you to a new land, and I'm going to make a nation out of you. Abraham uh, died long before he saw the nation that God made out of him, right? By faith, he, he went, the author of Hebrews says. Um, <clears throat> By faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise, I love verse 11 here because if you know the story of Abraham and Sarah, while they took great big steps of faith, uh, they often uh, tried to take matters into their own hands and didn't always live faithfully, right? Right, yeah. Uh, but, but the author of Hebrews, inspired by the Holy Spirit, says yes. You know, and by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. She thought God uh, could be believed. Uh, verse 12, and so from this one man... Uh, and he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, as countless as sand on the, she the seashore. 
All these people were still living by faith when they died. And this is uh, 13. Uh, uh, They did not receive the things promised. Abraham never saw uh, in life the nation of Israel that would come out of him. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they're looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they left, they would have had the opportunity to return, but instead they were longing for a better country, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. All of these people took acts and steps of faith towards something that they could never have seen the end of. All these people uh, started building something that they never got a chance to finish. It continues, verse 20, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, who was When his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw that he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. It continues, by faith, Moses, when he grew up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. If you know about Moses, you know this is not a perfect man. And that by faith, uh, verse 27, he left Egypt not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who was invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. Uh, and it's funny, it doesn't even mention, he, the author of Hebrews doesn't even mention the fact that, that Moses never steps foot into the land that God promised. He dies in the desert by faith following God, pointing towards something else that God is doing that's bigger than him. In verse 30, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab because she had welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Not perfect, but by faith. What more shall I say? This is my favorite bit. Verse 32, uh, the author says, What more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Japheth, about David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength, who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Uh, The author of Hebrews is saying, look at the Old Testament. Look at what happens uh, when you take a step of faith. Look at what God can do despite uh, our small efforts. And look at how God carries the story forward past you. Uh, It continues in verse 35. Women received back their dead, raised again to life. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, lived in caves and holes in the ground by faith. Verse 39, these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us they would be made 
perfect. And that word perfect in verse 39, uh, it, it has this connotation that's more than like we think like, like morally perfect or never messing up, uh, but it, it has more to do with being complete. Uh, what he's saying is that God planned something better for us so that they, in, in the Old Testament, the author of Hebrews, and they, the church that read the letter of Hebrews, and they, all of those um, uh, faithful Christians who went before, who built this church 141 years ago and lived all over the world and, and followed God by faith in different ways, God is planning to bring all of those little pieces together to finish something to complete something, to make something perfect. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us, they would be made complete, perfect. We need each other. Uh, So again, just to reiterate uh, those two points that uh, may or may not be on that next slide. Um, None of these men and women had faith that was perfect. None of these men and women uh, received uh, the final goal of their faith in this life, right? Right? Moses never enters the promised land. Abraham never sees his great-great-grandchildren build a nation. Abel never sees um, the resolution of his his murder. None of them received uh, what God had promised. None of them finished the job because it was too big. And, And Hebrews 11 is here to tell us this. This is, yes, but... The point of Hebrews 11 is that their work, their contribution, their act of faith, it lasts, it matters, uh, because God takes those pieces and puts them together. Because God takes those people and those places and those acts of faith, big and small, and he makes something perfect and complete and bigger out of them. God plans something better so that together in Christ we can be made perfect finished and completed. God is building something that none of us have enough time on this earth to see the end of. The the projects that God is doing in and through us in the lives of others are are bigger than, you know, the 80 or 90 years at best we might have walking on this earth. And when we're gone, God is the one that puts them together. Uh, Because the author of Hebrews believes, and Christians believe, that if we put our faith in Christ, the one who holds it all together, in his death and resurrection, one day we will rise again from the dead and see the finished product. We'll see what God was doing in us and through us in the lives of others. We'll see how our big and small acts of faith transformed the world that God put us in, just like we can see the way the big and small acts of faith of our loved ones changed our lives. This life is, is confusing at times, uh, and it was to the, the people that read Hebrews first. This life is chaotic, and it's hard to make sense of. It's, it's really hard for us to put together our own puzzle. But faith is not about making sense of the world. Uh, but trusting God to make sense out of it. Um, And I think I have a slide for that one too, maybe, Patrick. Faith is not finding a way to make sense of the world, but trusting God to make sense out of it. The people whose names are written on your puzzle piece right now, they played a role in building your life. Maybe they played a role in building this church, and, and maybe they played a role in building this community. 
whether big or small, they transformed you in, in a way that you can't undo. God made them, and he used them to bless you and to bless me. And even though um, they're gone, we are grateful for the place and the peace that they uh, made in our lives. And even though they're not perfect, and even though they never got to see the finished product of their small and big acts of faith and love and caring in this life, one day they will. One day, uh, all of us will get to see the picture that God has made if we put our faith in Christ. Uh, Because guess what? Just like the people that we love and that we've lost, one day we will be the people that someone else loved and lost. And they'll look at our lives and they'll say, Todd was not perfect, far from it. But God made something out of his life. That's my hope. And the same is true for each of us. That neither are we perfect, neither will we see the end, but what we can do is put our faith and our hope in Jesus and let him take our lives and put them into something bigger so that we can be a part of the legacy of this church, sure, but of this world. It continues in verse 12, or in chapter 12. The author of Hebrews says this, talking about all of the people that have gone before, all of these um, um, Old Testament famous people, but remembering that all of us fit into this line. The author of Hebrews says this. He says, Therefore, since we, the ones who are worried today that don't know what's coming next today, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us do the peace that God has for us. He continues, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners that you will not grow weary, and lose heart. Faith makes it possible for us to be a part of the bigger thing that God is building, trusting that God will complete in his world the little things that he started today. At Bethel, we have our own hall of faith, don't we? We have people um, on, represented on this table and not people that we miss and that we've lost, that God has used to play a role in our hearts and in our lives. Uh, As I've looked at the things that Patrick is pulling together for our historical feature, um, I I can feel confident to add that if God were to write the list of Hebrews 11 about this place, he might say, by faith, uh, immigrants came from a faraway place started a new life in the hills of Wisconsin. He might say, by faith, they came together to form a church 140 years ago. By faith, they walked together through disease, war, political upheaval. By faith, they grew crops and taught kids and shared the gospels. By faith, they rebuilt after a fire. By faith, they drove kids to Sunday school and prayed for them. By faith, they gathered people and told them about Jesus. By faith, people counted money and ran sound and taught Sunday school. 
by faith. People took uh, positions of leadership or led Bible studies or visited the sick by faith. They made prayer shawls by faith. They welcomed people to this church and made it a home by faith. They read, led Bible studies by faith. They shared stories of God's grace. By faith, they told us about Jesus. By faith, they prayed for the sick. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, they bought coffee makers and created communities. By faith, they played music and led us in worship. By faith, they encouraged and challenged, and each of them made sacrifices and showed love and took risks, and they didn't give up because God was able to do something bigger through their lives by faith. And they didn't get to see it in the end, at least not yet. Uh, But in Christ, our faith is made complete. And just as the author of Hebrews says, there are so many more people, there are so many more actions, there are too many to count who made this church and this community special through their faith. They made sacrifices, showed love, took risks, and they didn't give up. They saw what God would do, and their faith is finished in Christ because God will finish our imperfect acts of faith as he did theirs. And one day, one day, all of those who put their faith in Christ will rise again and be reunited to see the finished product that Christ is making. Amen? Amen. As we sing our closing song today, and you hold these little puzzle pieces in your hands, and you remember those people who by faith were God's blessing to you, by faith changed your life, I want to invite you to come forward and and drop your puzzle pieces in that that glass jar um, as an act of, of remembrance, as an act of thank you to the God that gave us these people, to the God that inspired these people, and to the God uh, who uh, receives our faith and makes something bigger out of it. Because the people in your hands, they make up a part of your story and our story and God's story. And so may this be a reflection of that. Let us remember the lives of those gone before. Let us hold on and remember their faith. And let us be inspired to live out our faith in the times and the places that God has called us now. So that we might trust God to add our piece to the puzzle too. That'll only be finished in glory. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, you have given us so much so many, and their blessings are enormous. And we thank you for them. And we pray that you remind us that you hold those who go, have gone before and put their faith in you, you hold them in your hands. And that one day we'll get to look back on all the things we couldn't make sense out of in our lives and see your hand at work making something bigger than we could have imagined. We thank you in your name. Amen. Amen. And so as we sing our our final song, I want to invite you to bring your pieces forward and drop them in the jar. Thanks for listening. I want to invite you to join us in worship Sundays at 10 a.m., both in person or online at facebook.com slash Bethel Covenant Church. Thanks and have a great day.